It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. It's hour number two on this Monday afternoon. Robin Ed hanging with you. Welcoming to the program, Sydney Phillips with the Freedom Foundation. Good afternoon, Sydney. Thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Hi, thanks for having me. So, Sydney, last week, uh, Governor Inslee discussed uh, part of his enforcement plan. Uh, for businesses that did not want to comply with the phasing guidelines that he outlined. And he talked about uh, L&I basically becoming an enforcement unit uh, to help the governor keep these businesses in line. And the Freedom Foundation uh, filed a temporary restraining order last week on behalf of a family-owned and operated water park in Lake Chelan. Uh, tell us a little bit about the reason for the restraining order, what the concerns about the governor and using labor and industries is in this particular situation, and if you have heard anything yet regarding that restraining order. Yeah, absolutely. So the the biggest concern, and I think this is a concern that that people across the state can agree upon, is that there are businesses that simply can't uh, operate during this time. And that means that people are going to go without business to be able to feed their families, et cetera, and we'll just see a decline in that sort of way. And so Slide Waters is a, a water park, as you mentioned, in Lake Chelan. They employ 150 people every summer for a really short season. It's 100 days between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And they um, hire mainly young students, you know, people who are new to the workforce and provide them a, a safe opportunity for them to grow and continue to provide family-friendly fun uh, to the, the Chelan County community. Um, and so, so the concern there is that, you know, they have such a tight window and, and it, there is no indication by Governor Inslee when Chelan County would be able to move into phase two, let alone phase three, which is when Slidewaters would be able to open under the governor's plan. And now Governor Inslee is using L&I, um, whose, whose purpose is to protect the health and safety of workers in Washington, which we love and we support that. But the concern is, is that now they're trying to enforce something that, that the governor himself doesn't have the power to do or create. He doesn't have the authority to issue a state of emergency based on uh, COVID-19 as the legislation has not given him that. And further, the legislation has not given um, L&I, with Labors and Industries, the, the opportunity to actually follow procedures, and they, they are unable to enforce or create these rules that would uh, allow them to fine people for $10,000. So that's, that's honestly our really big concern here. Um, and your, your last question about what we've heard so far, it's, it's uh, taken a really interesting turn over the last couple of days. Um, we're actually now in federal court in um, – in the Eastern District of Washington. We're still moving forward with a TRO. We're hoping to hear something by the end of this week. Um, so it's 
a lot of things are happening, a lot of moving parts, but we don't have any answers yet. So how did we go from a district court to a federal court so quickly? Uh, we were uh, going to have a hearing actually today in Chelan County, and um, the Attorney General's office uh, moved to have it removed to federal court, uh, which is a pretty you know tedious, specific process, but um, you know they had the power to do that, and so uh, we're now in federal court. And and the 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 key here is that it hasn't changed, right? It it is still within the court's jurisdiction to determine that that Governor Inslee does not have the power and the authority to do these things, that he doesn't have the authority to allow LNI to um, enforce and enact legislation um, or rules based on uh, his proclamations, and, and we're willing to, to fight that to, to the end. We're talking with Sydney Phillips from the Freedom Foundation here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KNA. So I guess the one part, Sydney, that I'm not understanding in the transition is this is a state issue with a state department based on the orders that the governor has under the state constitution. What is the attorney general's rationale for moving to federal court? Uh, part of the, the claims is that there is no due process in the, in the way that um, this legislation is being enacted essentially, because it's not really going through a legislative body. Um, and so part of it is that there, there's no due process. If Slidewaters was to um, be fined with this $10,000, there, there doesn't seem to be any kind of process on the part of LNI to be able to, to protect the people and to m- make sure that these fines are, you know, not arbitrary, not capricious, not, not outside of the jurisdiction of LNI, which is exactly our argument. And so um, that that's the main reason why they've they've moved to a federal court and taken it out of the state court's hands, which which arguably has was never the intention in the first place, which is why we had originally filed in Chelan County. Now, Sydney, have you been contacted by other businesses around the state uh, looking for your assistance regarding some of the orders from the governor, or uh, as far as help regarding this latest proclamation with LNI? We've definitely had um, a number of calls. People are very interested, at the at the very least, to find out what's happening. Um, you know, this is a problem that's affecting many small businesses um, throughout the state, and so there's been a lot of interest in in what's going to happen and, and where it's going to go from here. And certainly, Sydney, the uh, the Freedom Foundation's relationship with the Attorney General has been an interesting one, uh, culminating in, of course, the the agreement. Uh, the Freedom Foundation has made to pay fines uh, regarding a case from a few years ago, whereas uh, other organizations that have done the same pro bono work uh, were not given nearly the same amount of penalties by the Attorney General's office. And and does it seem uh, within your ranks and amongst others that support the Freedom Foundation that the the Attorney General definitely has a bullseye uh, painted in your direction? Uh, well, we, I mean, we do a lot of work with the Attorney General's office. As you know, uh, a lot of the work that we do is focused on open and accountable governments, and that means that um, lawsuits need to be filed, and and so we deal with the Attorney General's office frequently. So uh, it it's harder to tell whether it's a, a target or not when we're in close contact and proximity with them uh, on a daily basis. 
We're talking with Sydney Phillips from the Freedom Foundation here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. When do you expect to have uh, any kind of word from either the district court or the uh, federal court in eastern Washington on either of the suits? Uh, We're hoping by the end of this week, by Friday, that we we should get some kind of answer. Okay, and that would be on both of them? Uh, it would it would be for sure on the the TRO that's going to be before the federal court. Okay. Sydney Phillips with the Freedom Foundation. We appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us, and best of luck in the actions. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Sydney Phillips with the Freedom Foundation joining us this afternoon. The L and I was definitely one that's that raised a bit of concern uh, among a lot of businesses in the area, and we'll follow what uh, what happens. With the action on behalf of Slidewaters LLC. More of the bottom line, your calls, 547-1610 after this. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610 one six ten. Robin Ed with you. Got a couple of callers lined up. Let's get right to them. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? My name is Dawn, and I live in Richland. Hi, Dawn. What's on your mind today? I think it's important that everyone have an emergency fund three to six months, or at least more, if possible. Um, this is an emergency. I also take care of my 92-year-old mother. She's fortunate enough to live in her own home. When I go over to visit her, I wear a mask. She wears a mask. We're never in the same room. I bring, I do all the shopping. When I bring things in, I have to wash everything down. It's really hard. It's hard when I go out and see people not having a mask and not really caring. Um, because if my mother, my mother never leaves the house, so if my mother gets this disease, it is because I brought it into the home. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Appreciate the call, Don. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thanks for sharing, and, and best to you and your mom. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Frank from Prosser. What's up, Frank? Hey, they, they want to defund all these police. I think the cities that want to do that, they should have a purge like the movie. Well, I'll tell you what. Mm. I think they should start building a fence. Yeah. Just build a fence and let the games begin. I know. I I don't want. I don't wish. Believe it or not, I don't wish bad things on anybody. No, really, really don't wish I don't. bad things on anybody. But at the same but, time, you do something like this, you're asking for bad things well, to happen. I, I I've said this before. These people that want to remake and redo the United States of America in a more socialistic way, or defund police, or you know, some of these ideas, I would love for them to be able to test drive that for themselves. And if they like it, they can keep it. If they don't, then not. Too often, though, really bad things could come of that. And so on the one hand, I would I would love for Seattle to give this no police thing a try. A lot of people would die, unfortunately, and that would be horrible. That'd be tragic. But I don't I don't know any other way. People that are pushing this are not listening to reason. 
Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Art from uh, Kennewick. Just a couple of comments. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Art. What's on your mind? Well, uh, you know, uh, God bless that woman who called, uh, the grandma who called up and wanted to uh, open up the businesses and everything. Uh, but, you know, uh, poor grandma, Grandpa Hensley says no. And uh, so she's got old Grandpa Hensley who's trying to look out for us uh, on all these uh, details. But, you know, that woman who wants to open up the water park in, uh, in Chelan, uh taking it to the courts, the problem with taking it to the, like the state Supreme Court in the uh, state of Washington is the liberals pretty much uh, run it. And uh, as you remember here about 12 years ago when uh, uh, Dino Rossi was running against Greg Wire for uh, governor, it was settled in the court. And, uh, and, you know, he won two or three counts or whatever it was, but the last one was in the Supreme Court, and he couldn't, uh, uh, he couldn't overcome it. But uh, also I'd like to comment on the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the riots and the, uh, you know, out on the street, the protests. As you notice, it's not a cross-section of the people. The fellow that was killed, uh, uh, George, uh, whatever his name was, is 59 years old. And almost all the protesters are well under 40, and probably a lot of them won't even, won't even vote. But, you know, the Democrats jump on board and they go crazy. But uh, let me tell you, the people are getting darn sick of what's going on, and I think it could be a landslide for Trump and some of the Republicans in the uh, – in the elections coming up, if things continue. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, for call, Art. Art. You know, it started in Minnesota, and we'll get into that after we go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Oh, yeah, this is Carlos against Morgan. What's up, Carlos? Hey, um, you guys cut me off. It's okay. I understand it. It's short on time. But, um, you know, um, the background check used to take an hour. It takes, it's taken me a whole day now. And it's a scary situation because guns are flying off the shelf. Ammo's going to start flying off the shelf. It's going to be really scary, all these guns out there, if you know what I mean. Sure. Absolutely, Carlos. Thanks for the call. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, Vic from Kennewick. What's up, Vic? Got the... I want to say this thing that happened with George... uh, was a terrible thing. It was one of the sickest things I've ever seen in my life. I I watched it the day, or I guess the next day that it happened, and it was truly a sick thing. But now I have to sit back and say to myself, were they protecting themselves from this guy having cobalt? Yeah, I, I I don't know. They were keeping they were keeping him down, uh, so he didn't like get the stuff on him. Nobody had a mask. Again, I think all the cops were wrong in what they did and how they handled it. But if they were protecting themselves. You know. Yeah, I I appreciate the call, and you know that that 
Well, they might come out during the trial. Yeah, but know? they didn't know that he had it until it was the autopsy that determined that he had. Yeah, it. So they didn't true. know. They didn't know that the he had. Wouldn't have known. Yeah, at the they time. wouldn't have known at that time that he had it. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio six ten K and A. What's your name? Where you calling from? Carla from Richland. What's on your mind? Well, so for all you people that are like you know afraid that you know if you're gonna kill grandma. I actually have a 90-year-old friend that was exposed. She tested positive. She never had a symptom. Never had a symptom. Didn't get sick. Yeah, so, we're, and we're it, hearing stuff like that. Not yet. 90 years old. Yeah. And, she was in, and she's in an assisted living. But, yeah. didn't get, but didn't get sick. Not a symptom. I'll be darned. Thanks for the call, yeah. Carla. Appreciate it, you sharing. It, it affects, I mean, just like everything else, yeah. just like the flu. It affects everybody differently. Some people develop symptoms. Some people don't. I'll take a lot it a of step, it depends on your immune system. I'll take it a step further. I, I you know, we've heard cases of uh, older people testing positive and getting sick and getting better. Yeah. We've heard of people in their 40s who have gotten it have been knocked out for weeks. Yeah. Just depends on depends on your immune system. It depends on a lot of things that as to how it impacts you. But yeah, um, w- one of the things that, that, that we know, and we've had a few calls and a few emails regarding the the police situations. Yeah, um, apparently um, Brandy Cruz, who was a reporter with uh, Fox thirteen, put out something less than a half an hour ago that they are abandoning the East Precinct in Seattle are going to secure the building as much as they possibly can, take whatever is valuable out of the building, and they're going to abandon it. The East Precinct Police Building, they, they, they've they thro- they've thrown up the white flag. Basically, they've thrown up the white flag. They have thrown wow. up the white flag. Um, you know, this 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 began in Minneapolis. Yes. This began with a, with a far-left city council in Minneapolis. They're not going to defund their police department. They are not defunding their police department. They are going to vote, and they say they have a veto-proof majority to disband their police department. Yep. At the same time, they say, oh, we don't know what we're going to replace it with, but damn it, we have got to get rid of those police. We don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to get rid of the police. So for everyone who is a resident of the city of Minneapolis, buckle in, baby. Because you're about to become part of a social experiment that you don't even know where it's going to start, let alone where it's going to end. But it's go- But that sentiment obviously is in other parts of the country: Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles. But they're all talking New defunding. York. Yes, they're not right talking now. dismantling, disbanding. Right yeah. Oh no, they're going to sit there and watch what happens in Minneapolis, which is going to be an absolute nightmare. Minneapolis is going to look worse than Chicago in two weeks once that police force is disbanded. And I'll sit there right now. Any attorney is going to sit there and lick his chops because that city will then be liable for everything that happens. I've got an idea. If, if people in Minneapolis are upset about what's going down in their city and the possibility of not just having defunded police, but police that are non-existent. You know what they should do, Rob? They should contact their congresswoman and let her... Oh, wait, never mind.
Is she that district? Yes. She's Minneapolis? Yes. Oh, she doesn't like the police either. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. News Radio 610 K1A 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator in Clearwater. It's got your layer of protection against the COVID-19 virus. The sanitizing wash and sanitizing gel. The wash is good on all surfaces. The gel, great to use on your hands. It's got aloe vera in it as well. And here's the thing. What makes it different than any other product out there is it's not made with bleach. It doesn't have harsh chemicals. It's not made with alcohol. It's got hypochlorous acid, which, when combined with water, Kills bacteria and virus on contact. It's a naturally occurring weak acid that's safe on any substances and your skin. Make sure you stop by, get your free sanitizing wash and sanitizing gel from CBD American Shaman. And while you're there, ask about the free CBD drinks they're giving away as well. It's CBD American Shaman, clear water in Kennewick across from the grain elevator. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Bob Umatilla. What's up, Bob? Hey, uh, I heard today, or I read today, I never heard it on the radio. Is there another round of stimulus coming? Plus, they're adding uh, six more months on the unemployment. I haven't. There's been some talk about another plan that could be even more than the three trillion that was thrown out there, but it hasn't gotten. It hasn't gotten to the to the floor of either chamber yet. No, it's. Right now, it's a, it's an idea, uh, but nothing concrete. Appreciate the question and the call. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? This is Steve in Kennewick. Hi, Steve. What's up? You there, Steve? Uh-oh, we lost Steve. Steve, if call you can... Call us back, Steve. Yeah, give us a call back. Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hmm, strike two. All right. Five four seven one six ten. The gremlins in the phone system again. Five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to uh, uh, to give us a call, and uh, we'll try it again. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? This is Max calling from Kennewick. Hi, Max. What's up? What's Max? up? Max scared the gremlins like away. Your... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sure did. Go ahead, Max. I gotta like your opinion on something. Let's say we uh, gradually open up things in two months. And the first month we're open, we have an increase in COVID cases, and one or two people die. What should we do? Uh, mourn their loss. I know that sounds callous. I know, but uh, no. it, but it's it's. I know where you're going with this, Max, and and I don't see. It, you know, it, the governor has been very careful to try to not get into lawsuits over this and that he, he hasn't been completely successful. If he opens up or if, if, if a county is approved to open up and they have to backtrack and put the clamps down back on them again, there will be lawsuits everywhere and, yeah. it, and it would not, it would not work. And so I appreciate, I appreciate the comment and the call. It, it's possible. It, it Anything is possible. I think the, the year 2020 has, has proven that beyond a, a shadow of a doubt. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Steve again, Kennewick. Hi, Steve. Sorry, we'd lost you. Hopefully we, we can stay connected. What's up? You know, all this COVID-19 testing, 
is what's driving the numbers so high on the number of cases. Yet a lot of those people that may be positive aren't having, don't have any problems. They may be the asymptomatic or they may be over it by now already. And so the numbers we have to reach are nearly impossible. And I think the only way any county is doing it is by cheating on the way they uh, interpret what the tests are going. Because with all this testing available now, they're going to be people keep on showing up that are positive and we'll never make it out of it. Appreciate the call, Steve. And, you know, I, I know that the health, uh, the state health department, Dr. John Wiesman has said this, and I want to say that Inslee has said it too. They are well aware that they are, that we are going to see anywhere from a continuation to an actual surge in cases when they start opening things up again. It's, it's inevitable. King County, who had the who has had the most number of cases since nearly day one, yep, is opening up to uh, a, a phase one and a half. So they're not. I'm sure they're not complying with the the number requirement. I think it's going to be an interesting litmus test when Benton and Franklin County uh, finally um, submit their paperwork for variants later this week because. I think this is going to be a good test. We check most of the boxes. We've got more testing capability now. We are not having an overrun hospital system. We are are protecting, and we have uh, protocols in place to protect the most vulnerable. We just have a ton of cases, but we are we 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 have a better handle on it than we did a couple of months ago. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Michelle from Kennewick. Hi, Michelle. I haven't been driving to work, so I haven't heard you guys for a while. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad that you're joining us today. What's we're, up? We're glad you're back so, to work. Two things. two things. The murdering hornets. Did we skip those? I feel like we skipped those. And number two, don't tell anybody, but Costco has toilet paper. <laughs> okay. So 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 we, we, we can deal we we could we can work on the good news here. All right. Thanks for the call, Michelle. Uh number one, uh the murder hornets turned out to be just a, a wonderful distraction, I guess. Uh, that they, they really didn't turn out to be a whole heck of a lot of anything. They had a scary um, name. Yes, and it sounds like the great toilet paper shortage of 2020 has come to a close. <laughs> Uh, because now the Costco is back to having ten pallets to the roof. Uh, every everybody in town won't need, it. and they're going to sit there and wonder, man, we've had our lowest quarter on toilet paper since we've opened. Well, it's because everybody bought it in the first quarter. That's right. Appreciate the call, Michelle. That's awesome. Yeah, my wife said the same thing as when she was at Costco this weekend. She 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 felt compelled to text me this because this is big news. Yes, Costco has toilet paper. Well, I wonder. Again. I wonder if it's because there's a bunch of people that don't want to go there because they're making them wear masks. That's why they have toilet paper. Oh, ah, could be. There are a lot of people that were angry at that. It's like you know what? If you're they're, angry they're about it, just like just like everything else, yeah, just like everything else. If you don't like what somebody does, you don't have to go. And I think that there's people that have chosen not to go because of the putting the mask. Wait, in place. wait, wait. Hold on. You mean to tell me you can? You can voice your displeasure at something without throwing a brick through it? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Let's go for the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. It's Mark from Costco. What's up, Mark? Hey, uh, so I'll tell you 
Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, Rock. You know, we'll see here, how it goes. Here's the deal. Again, uh, Benton County commissioners are going to meet uh, in a special meeting 4 p.m. tomorrow. Okay, four p. Twenty four hours from now. Yes. And the topic of their special meeting is the application for variance. Okay. Franklin County, and remember the counties, even though we're kind of one big happy family in the Tri-Cities, each county has to apply for variance independently. So Franklin County has their own special meeting Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. So Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday morning, we will know much more. I Again, my educated guess is that they are going to sign off on the application before they send it to Olympia. Uh, each in their respective counties. Uh, What will be interesting, as you mentioned before, is did the county staff also put together an application for a 1.5 request, or was it simply a uh, phase two? Because at last check, Benton County had already approved. The commissioners had said, we want to apply for phase two. Franklin County, there was a little bit more debate about whether or not 1.5 is better or 2. Yeah. And they were going to listen to staff recommendations and and go forward. So, yeah, we're going to know a lot more uh, as far as what exactly the commissioners will be doing. I'm going to guess late tomorrow and early Wednesday. Um, And, you know, I guess the good thing in all this is it's not taking forever for the health, uh, state health department to render a decision. They're not kind of leaving a lot of counties in limbo for a long time. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying that we would know by the end of this week, but I would imagine, well, it could be over the weekend. They've also done things over the weekend. Um, beginning of next week, like a week from now at the latest, I think. Well, they, they, of, they have been moving fairly quickly. Yeah, one of the things to keep in mind is it's not that these counties are applying to move into another phase without a plan in place. They're they're That's giving right. them the plan. So it's 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 a lot easier for them to sign off because they've got the plan in front of them. So it's not mm-hmm. taking up time. The health district isn't turning around and saying, All right, well in order for you to go into this phase, you have to do this, 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 this. Yes. They're saying up front, this is what we're gonna do. Let us move into the next phase. Right. I Again, educated guess here. I have no inside information. I haven't seen any of the plans or anything like that. Educated guess is both counties are probably up front in their first paragraph going to say, yeah, we know we have a lot of cases, but here's how we're going to tackle things if you let us go to phase two. I would imagine they both kind of <laughs> kind of start out that that same general way. Going to take a time out. One more segment to go. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. You can send us emails as well. 99.9% of the time we read them. Uh, you can do that by going to our website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. This is the bottom line, the area's only 
and I do mean only, live local call-in talk show. Stay with us. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610, KONA. Final few minutes of the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, Monday afternoon. And if you're thinking about getting a new roof, well, hold on for just a few minutes. You might want to give the guys at RoofMax a call first. They'll be able to come out, look at your roof, and tell you, well, if you need a new roof, or if the RoofMax application will actually help you prolong the life of your roof for another 5, 10, or 15 years. It was developed at Patel Laboratories, along with Ohio State University. It is environmentally friendly, so it's green for your roof, it's green for your plants, it's green for your family, it's green for your pets. And what it does is it basically re-nourishes your shingles, so it gives them added life to be able to withstand the hard elements that we have here in the Tri-Cities, particularly the blazing sun and, at times, the brutal cold. Get a hold of RoofMax today. Have them come out for a free estimate, a free quote on your roof, and you could save a ton of money because it's only 15 to 20% the cost of a new roof to have a RoofMax application put down on your roof to extend the life of it. Get a hold of RoofMax today. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, this is Joe. I'm on my way back to Pasco. I mean, from Pasco back to Yakima. I was wondering, you guys know that the candy store in Yakima are open? The barber shop's open and the uh, clothing store is open. I don't understand why these other businesses, I don't know anything about that. Well, I appreciate the call, and, and you're breaking up a little bit, but you were asking about the, the businesses in Yakima County. Um, they are not, well, the only businesses that are allowed to be open right now are phase one businesses, uh, because that the entire state is in at least phase one. County. I'm sorry, county. Yakima County um, is not beyond phase one i have not heard anything from them that they are applying even uh for phase two or even 1.5 yet yeah. uh they have the highest concentration of cases right now and it's it's still a little bit of a mess in in yakima county they'll get past it they'll get on top of it but they're not quite there yet um so no i have not heard any about anything like that any of the places other than uh the the basic phase one businesses which are pretty much essential right businesses you know food related and you know with takeout and grocery stores and things like that so i want to throw this out there if we have anybody in our audience that is uh in line with the thinking to disband or defund police departments i just want to throw a few questions in your direction the first one is If you dismantle or significantly defund the police department in your community, who are you going to call when something happens? Who are you going to reach out to? Because if you don't have a police department or you have a severely defunded police department, that means that things are going to get reprioritized. And so who are you going to call? In a time of need, number one. Number two, if you dismantle your police department and you go this 
route of community policers. Who's going to train them? What kind of liability are you willing to take on for these people to be out there uh, and basically community policing? What kind of liability are you prepared to handle? Uh, What kind of liability is a taxpayer are you prepared to handle if something goes sideways and your city gets sued? Um, Are they going to be armed? Will they be able to carry any kind of protection for themselves? Um, these are all fair questions to ask because nobody in the Minneapolis City Council has an answer to those questions. One of the things uh, that I had heard in uh, not just social media, but other reports and just in, in looking around what's going on in the country, some people are answering one of those questions that you had, and it's not the, it's not the dismantle the police crowd, it's the defund what some groups are interested in looking at is moving some of the money allocated for police and putting it into DSHS, into counselors, into places like that. So, because they're going to stop your sister from getting raped. I'm not saying that it's. A, I, all I'm. I'm not taking that position. I'm just saying what is out there. You wanted a. You had a question. No. This is this is where people think some of the money should go instead is to have uh, counselors or, you know, other people of that ilk uh, go in to certain situations uh, to to handle things. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you're going to send a stick to a gunfight. Well, that's the thing is, you know, even if you have, um, you know, a caseworker, let's let's just say for sake of argument, there is a domestic violence situation where a child is involved and you have, uh, you know, a caseworker go in to that situation instead of the police, because that is one of the examples that those along those lines have have brought up. Obviously, it's a dangerous situation if it's a domestic violence situation. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous for uh, the person being attacked. If there's a child involved, they're in harm's way as well. What then? Does this caseworker have any kind of weapon with them? Uh, Does this caseworker go completely unarmed into the situation? Do they have mace? You know, how are you going to, how how is the caseworker going to defuse the situation? And if you think it's going to be verbal only... You don't really live in this world. It's going to be unicorn dust. I'm just saying unicorn that, that is that is one of the things that has come up in this overall discussion. And, and when it, and it, I don't see that being viable either. And when it goes south, whose fault will it be? Will it be the counselor's fault? Will it be the fault of the criminal? Will it be the police's fault? Because, well, they no. were defunded, so they can't be there. But it's their fault because they should have been there. Well, Either way, in this situation, no matter what's being discussed, unless you completely dismantle a police force, the police are going to get blamed no matter what. And and that's the real that's well, that's the worst part in this. Even if they're dismantled, they'll still be blamed. It's, the ghosts of the police department will it, be blamed. It's just stunning to me that there are people out there who would literally think 
the dismantling of police force and trying to handle situations that citizens are not trained for with a citizen police force, you may as well just make another police academy movie.